What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's up, family? Thank you for tuning in to the Dream Nation podcast. My name is Casanova. I'll be your host, and I'm excited to be bringing to you entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and trailblazers from around the world. Stay locked in with us because we're about to go on a journey that will change your life. What's up, Dream Nation? We are back again, and we have another episode that I'm excited to bring to you because if you're a real estate agent right now, you know the power of marketing and especially being on video and creating content. And today, we have an expert here, been in the industry for over 19 years, and specifically has been helping real estate agents become more comfortable on camera to build better relationships. So without further ado, please help me in welcoming my friend, Mr. Mike Cuevas. Mike, you want to go ahead and say what's up to Dream Nation? What's up, Dream Nation? Casanova, thanks for having me here. I'm excited to share um, today uh, whatever we're going to talk about, but I imagine it's going to be something on video branding and attraction, attracting business, not chasing a bunch of leads. So if you're a real estate agent and you're sick of cold calling, prospecting, or doing all the other crap that makes you want to get out of the business, pay attention. Um, you don't really need all that stuff, at least the way I'm going to explain it today, I hope. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I always love to give, you know, background for people to know who exactly we're talking to. And the way that I like to start it off is I compare us as entrepreneurs, especially in the real estate game, to uh, superheroes. And the reason being is because we're constantly flying around the world, putting on our cape, and we're trying to solve some of the world's biggest problems. So uh, what we all see a lot of the times if we're looking at someone on social media who has any type of influence is we see the S on the chest, right, for that Superman. But a lot of the times we don't know or we can't describe or figure out who exactly is the Clark Kent behind the scenes. So when it comes to Mike Cuevas and that Superman that you might see on social media or the Internet, tell us when it comes to you, who is that Superman? Honestly, I just shoot from the hip. Um, Our entire brand is built off of authenticity. So our Superman is, hey, we're just going to tell you how it is and how it rolls. And honestly, that being that 100 percent authentic which is really the basis of what we do for people too, is how do you be authentic on video? It's not about doing video to check a box. It's about doing video that creates impact that people remember. So when they think of your name, they associate it with what you do. So um, that's all it is. So a lot of times when people are like, hey, there is no Superman or superpower to this. Everyone can do this. The question is, which is the right strategy for you? Which is the right type of content for you? And that's gonna differ upon everybody. There is not a universal formula uh, to follow. Uh, when it comes to content creation and personal branding. The universal formula is who the hell you are, and then you create content that reemphasizes that. Um, I know it's a lot easier said than done, but I'll use my example. I'm a dude. Who the hell are you? You could tell by my voice I'm very duty. It transpires towards anyone in my brand and anything I market myself. So I'll give you an example. When I sold real estate, I no longer sell real estate. Uh, I lived in Chicago, and that's where downtown Chicago is where I did most of my um, business. But at that time, my brand was the Chicago real estate dude. And the Chicago real estate dude was nothing but a bunch of cartoon characters that would just do shit differently. Excuse my language. Sometimes I drop F-bombs. Um, but we just do things differently, right? And uh, people took a lot of note of that. And when we switched our branding to, this is like 2014, to Chicago real estate dude, 
people are like, you're crazy. You're going to be a cartoon and then you're going to try to sell like Chicago downtown real estate. I'm like, yeah, I am. And the reason for that is because I realized that I started attracting people that were just like me. And that's what the real estate business is. We attract other like people. Um, all the people I would sell houses to ended up being my beer drinking buddies and other dudes or dudettes. So I realized is that when you grab your personal brand and then you scream it from the rooftops, you generate a lot more buzz than if you try to be someone you're actually not. Got Chicago yeah. real estate dude transferred into real estate marketing dude. Doesn't matter what I sell. I'm always going to be a dude. And that's the key with videos. Once you know your brand and how you communicate and how you stand for, it becomes a lot easier. It's when you don't feel comfortable creating the content you want that makes you look nervous and then a little bit awkward on video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely get you there. Um, so when I when let's talk, let's take it a step back and let's talk about how did you originally get into uh, real estate? Because you said you've now had your license for, or you had your license for 16 years and then you transitioned into marketing. So what made you get into real estate in the beginning? Uh, I was the last college elective and I need to graduate college. And someone told me, hey, if you get in real estate, you can make a lot of money. I'm like, great, that sounds like a good idea. Um, I needed three more hours. And honestly, that was, it was the last class I took in college. And it ended up being my career, um, accidentally. But I accidentally fell into the business. My, um, in college, I was a marketing major. Thing I liked about real estate is I realized right away it's an, you're an entrepreneur. You're not like working for a broker. You're not working for anyone. Truth is, is that the worst thing you could do for them is make them money. Um, the best thing you do for them is make them money. But no one's going to lead you to the holy ground. No one's going to help you get there. You're sort of on your own when you get started, right? Um, so I realized it was a giant popularity contest. So when I started, I was only 22 years old. It's very hard to sell someone a condo for 500,000 or 400,000 at that time. This was like 2002. Um, and when I was doing keg stands a week before in college, and then I literally transitioned seven days later, I'm walking down Michigan Avenue in a suit, like what the hell just happened? So I had to learn early on when you're young um, and people are making the largest financial investment of your life. I, I didn't have experience. I didn't even know where the city was. I used to have to map quest my direction just to get around the city. So it was really embarrassing. But what I did realize right off the bat is that people hired people that they personally relate to. So. My first job was at Water Tower Mall on Michigan Avenue. Um, and we had a kiosk in the basement, or not the basement, the first floor. And if you've ever been to Chicago, Water Tower is a tourist trap. So we had kiosks and we had listings on the kiosks. And they're like, Mike, go sell a house. So we were selling houses out of the freaking mall, literally. And that's how I found my first 10 clients. It was just through conversations of random people walking by that stopped to see a listing. And it's, it's really interesting. What I realized is the girl who mentored me at that time, she was pretty, um, but she was Irish and she had the killer accent. Her accent converted more sales on that floor than anything else. Mm. And as I watched her, and I, because she was authentic, people, oh, I like, they just liked her. So right. if you could become likable, you're gonna be successful in any business. And that's what I realized. The key to this business was to become likable. The very first house I sold, it was a condo of a guy I met. I still talk to the guy today. It's crazy. It's like 20 years ago. But I sold it for $420,000. And it was an attorney. I had nothing in common with this guy. How I got him to trust me is because we started talking about fraternities. And that's all I knew coming out of college. And he was in a fraternity. So our frat boyness built a relationship. And he knew that was my first deal the entire time. And they didn't care. I had to have my broker write the contract over me. And I knew instantly after that first transaction that likability was the key to this business. Mm -hmm. Now, let's talk about that because likability, a lot of people, they struggle with that. 
because of the fact that they feel like they're being untrue. Like for me to be likable, that might not be my personality to be outgoing. It might not be my personality to even consider myself to be a people person. I might not have that gene inside of me. I'm more introverted. Um, and I have these limiting beliefs in my head that people, you know, won't want to hear what I have to say. So how did you, how do you help people with that? If someone says, how do I become likable? So um, I'll answer it in two ways. Um, it's not how do you become likable and there's true like there's people that are introverts in this business but you'll see a lot of the business is high D personalities if you guys are into disc and you'll see a lot of it is, is social so I'll, I'll flip the script on you and I'll say hey there's a, someone in your office so if you're a real estate agent or mortgage broker right now there's someone in your market that you're envious of and you're wondering to yourself why the hell are they selling more houses than I am why the hell are they doing this well the truth is, is that they just have more attention than you do they're more popular than you they're not smarter than you right they have more relationships more people know whom they are but the reason why a lot of people are scared to sell their own stuff is they don't realize that they're the brand themselves. And it's very difficult to look at that and be like, hey, I'm a brand. No, I'm just a human being. I'm a dad. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm not a brand. What do you mean? So when, I, when people ask me a question, I flip the script on them. I go, all right, let's just pretend you, you created a bakery. So if you had a bakery, wouldn't that be a brand? And wouldn't you be screaming that from the rooftops? Buy my bread. Buy my cakes. Buy my sugar, whatever. 100%. Right. But... It's just a mind shift, Jeff. When people are mind shit, mind shit, mindset shift. When people um, really um, realize like that piece of it, you don't get scared to tell people about what you do for a living. You know what I mean? And most people feel like they're selling someone something, and I don't blame them. Like, would you want to go around selling people every single day? Because that's unfortunately how a lot of real estate agents are trained: sell, 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 sell. Today, I don't think that's no longer the formula. I think the formula is create, 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 create. Remind, yeah. remind, 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 and stay in front of, front of, front of, front of. And with attention, you attract. Hey, Dream Builder, if you are anything like me, you know the importance of setting goals and achieving those goals. And anytime you find something interferes with that, ultimately it interferes with your happiness. And if that's you, or if you're in a rut right now, I wanna encourage you to check out betterhelp.com. Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling that's done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and they'll match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can send a message to your counselor at any time and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses back. Plus, you can schedule weekly, video, or even phone sessions, all without having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. Regardless if you're dealing with depression, grief, anxiety, or anything along those lines, there's a licensed professional just waiting on the other side to help you. And of course, I want to help you as well. I want you to start living a happier life today. And because you're a part of the Dream Nation tribe and as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com forward slash Dream Nation. Again, that's betterhelp.com forward slash Dream Nation. And you can join over 1 million people who have taken the charge of bettering their mental health. Now let's get back to it. Got it. I love it. I love it. So how much of this, when you say creating, uh, how much of this is video versus anything else? Because obviously you've taught many of people how to brand themselves on video. Sure. Do you think the same content um, and meaningful content can be created if you don't want to be on video? 100%. Um, there's so many ways. It's just, it's not that, see, people always say, how do I get leads with video? Well, you're already, you're already screwed up. You're approaching it as a lead generation thing versus a branding and marketing thing. 
And it's not that video generates the lead. It's that video allows your persona to get on camera and display your message. And when you're viewing content, like if someone's watching this on YouTube, you're going to see my body language and all of this. But if you're just listening to the show, you're going to hear my tonality. And 90% of communication is based on body language and tonality, not what you say. People only retain 10% of the stuff that comes out of our mouths. So a lot of this time, it's never the how you say it or what you say. It's how you say it that makes the biggest difference. And again, that comes right back to dialing in what is um, right for me, if that uh, answers your question. Yeah, absolutely. So talk about what does it mean to have the perfect message? Or is it more about the, the, the right, your perfect message? Or is it more about your perfect ideal customer or avatar or whoever you're speaking to? Great mess. Great question. Uh, you don't, I don't create content for myself. I create content for my audience and the people that resonate with. And it's never about me. It's about them. My goal is not to generate a lead off of any content I create. It's to generate attention. And I know that. And if we go into the real estate thing, everything I'm sharing with you is not uh, theory. It's mathematical. And when we start fighting for attention, it's very simple. 10 to 15% of the people that you know this year, whether it's your Facebook friends, whether it's your Instagram followers, whether it's your email list, they're moving this year. That's a mathematical fact. But 100% of the people you know have a referral for you. So when you start marketing your brand more of a, hey, don't forget I exist, don't forget I exist as a series of jabs instead of a bunch of sales pitches, you look at your business differently. I'm not saying um, don't advertise or don't buy leads or don't lead generate. I'm just saying when you're creating content, I don't look at it as, as lead generation. I look at it as a giant farming campaign. And I like being everywhere all the time with videos so that my brand becomes unforgettable. And if you can associate your name with what you do for a living, you're always going to attract business because 80% of people use the first person they meet with. The guy or the gal that's creating a boatload of content, whether it's on video or whether it's through direct mail, whether it's through having client events, whether it's through having parties, whether it's through giving back to the community, whether it's through being the leader of your church, it doesn't matter, attention is attention. So if you don't like video, that's fine. Find out another way to do it, but do things differently because at the end of the day, we're all selling the same thing. I have an MLS listing. It's like loan officers are like, I got a mortgage. Great, great. You guys are all selling the same thing. Why are people hiring different? It's because of how they make them feel and the comfort levels they have. But if you get there first, chances are you're going to win the game because 80% hire, whether you're lending or whether you're real estate, hire the first person they meet with. So my game has always been be the first damn person they meet with when they're thinking about buying or selling real estate and you'll win. And it's true for anything. It's not a, this isn't a real estate thing. This isn't any business thing. If I sell video services and I talk to someone first, I'm going to beat out my competition. Then if I talk to them second. Yeah. No, and I definitely would agree with that. So let's talk about the first seven. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Days, like if somebody comes to you and they say, hey, you know what, I'm not a content creator. Uh, I've never really done video. I'm not opposed to doing it. But talk to me about how do I start to even build a foundation of the content that I should be creating for my sure. ideal customer? Perfect. 
Good question. Um, it's all dependent on your personality and then whom you serve. So let's take an easy example. Um, we had a guy here in San Diego, and he was a veteran, brand new agent. He was in the Navy, got out of the Navy, um, retired, went into real estate, which is a big thing around the San Diego market. It's, it's a big military town. You see it quite a bit. Um, so who would he sell houses to? He has no database here. He's not from here. No sphere of influence. He just graduated Navy. Well, military is going to use military. So we had to create a show for him to remind everyone that he was in real estate. So we created a show or a series, just like this podcast. If you're going to launch a podcast, you create a show, and then you create a publishing schedule. Fortunately, a podcast for real estate agents is a tough audience to grow for local market, but a video series is not. So we create video series for this guy, and he needed to create an excuse to market his business, which is what the video series does. The name of it was called the San Diego Salute. What would San Diego Salute cover? Well, San Diego Salute could do neighborhood tours, neighborhood tours near base. The San Diego uh, Salute did business owner interviews of veteran-owned businesses. He created a buyer boot camp, a seller boot camp. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, it definitely does. So any anytime, basically, the, the formula for this is what you're saying is figure out um, what are the ways that you could serve them, whatever the problems are that they may have, and then you create a video series, maybe a five to seven part video series, and you answer those questions and you maybe break them down into one or two or three different uh, pieces that could all contribute into answering the question and whatever that topic of, of the video series. Is that correct? Could be. It's not even that. You don't even have to think that hard about it. If I'm serving military... I'm creating content around military. I'll give you another example. We have another gal in Colorado Springs. She's a nurse. Her name is Nurse Diana Santayella. That's how she answers her videos. And um, so naturally, she generates a lot of her clients from the medical facilities, the doctors, the resident loans. Um, the medical is where she's at. That's her audience. So we created a show for her called The Rocky Pulse. She's always giving people a pulse of what's going on in her market. It's not what you say, it's how you say it that matters. If gotcha. that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely So it's does. not about what you're creating content on, it's just about would my ideal audience watch this and does it match my, my brand? Got it, um, and then on the publishing side, how often are you recommending that your clients be publishing? Great question. Um, depends on how they're using it. There's so many different types of videos to create and then there's a different strategy with it. Um, if you're just creating content, to build your brand, which is about 80% of real estate agents, and you just want to stay in front of your referral sources and make sure that you don't log on to Facebook anymore, and then you know you find out that your cousin Billy cheated on you with another agent because they forgot what you do for a living, then you only need to do like two a month because that keeps you pretty consistent. Um, so you publish. It's how you distribute that um, makes all the difference. So specifically what we do with every video is we like to video email to our sphere of influence. Um, our warm people, and we use video email as a way to sort of nurture them. We don't have to tell them we're in real estate. The video and the branding around the video email will do that, which is why I'd rather create content on the newest restaurant in your area um, or do something with a story versus say, hey, buy or sell, buy or sell, because that's an advertisement. So if you're creating two video emails a month, and you send those out to your database a month consistently, are more people going to remember that you're in real estate? You take the same videos, you splash them on all your social profiles, your Facebook, your Instagram, your LinkedIn, wherever the hell you're at, and look at those as your broadcast channels, just like Gasnova and I right here. When we create a podcast and I create a podcast, 
I don't just create the show and let it sit there so no one sees it. I distribute it to my audience. I email it out to my audience. I post it on all my social profiles. So you have to look at yourself as a content creator. You're a publisher now. And you put that on your social profiles. I also recommend you run ads to your warm, meaning um, you run ads to a custom audience of your warm people. These are people you'd invite to your wedding or funeral, past clients. And you could do that just through Facebook, uploading a custom audience. It's the same way I market our real estate marketing dude business. I make sure I'm on YouTube. I make sure I'm everywhere all the time and I retarget the living daylights out of you. And by doing that, it just attracts more business. So yeah. I distribute through social, through video email, and I do it consistently and uh, I keep on schedule. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I mean, having as much omnipresence as, as we've always said um, over the last couple of years, at least, that uh, the new currency is attention. And I think you said this in the beginning, but the more that, you know, I always say something that I've learned is uh, there's only two reasons that anybody goes out of business. Number one is nobody knows that you're in business. So number sure. two is people forgot that you were in business, yep. right? And that's in any industry and real estate's no, no different. And it's so crazy how so many people, they want to be in business, right? They want to get their real estate license, but one, they don't understand that they're going to have to run a business or number two, they don't understand that they're going to have to market their business and so they become secretive agents and then they wonder why they can't you know sell any deals love it um super good point because here's what really happens in the industry like this is stat will make you guys sick uh it's like nearly 80 percent of people say they would use their agent again but only about 18 percent actually do the question is is why is that it's like well they forget that you exist and here's what every real estate agent says in, in response to that everyone knows what i do for a living no they don't you're not that freaking important dude Okay, so first off, just, just so you guys know, no one thinks about you 24-7. And to flip the script on you right now, I want you to tell me right now what your cousin Larry does for work. And none of you are going to be able to tell me. You don't even know what cousin Larry does. Brother, you got check Aunt Sue. You have no idea what fucking Aunt Sue does for a living. No clue. Then how are they supposed to know what you do for a living? So the next time somebody cheats on you with another agent, it's not because they don't like you or that they're mad at you or they want to make you feel bad. It's because they forgot what you do for a living, but it's not their job to remember. It's your job to remind them. That's why we create content because yeah. you're right. Second half of that, don't, um, I never spike the football if I sell a house. So, sh so short lived. I spike the football when I get the third referral or the second or third sale from the person I originally sold a house to. Your transactions today are just stepping stones to the next. And if you're not looking at your business from the long term, you're, you're always going to be in the, peaks and valleys and you're going to go up and down people buy an average of three to five houses over the course of the lifetime and each person has the ability to refer you a minimum of one person per year so it's not about having hundreds of thousands of people to speak to the truth is you could have a hundred people 200 people that really know what you do if you do it right you'll transform them into their sales force or your sales force hey dream builder are your home and auto policies almost up for renewal if so, and you're looking for a lower rate, I believe I have a solution for you, and it's called Policy Genius. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare home and auto rates in one place. They can help you find home and auto coverage similar to what you have now, but at a lower price. And the best part is they've saved customers on average $1,250 per year over what they're already paying for home and auto insurance. Getting started is super easy. First, just head on over to policygenius.com and answer a few questions about yourself and your property, and then Policy Genius takes it from there. They'll compare rates from America's top insurers from Progressive to Allstate to find you the lowest quote. 
So head on over to policygenius.com to get started right now. Again, that's policygenius.com and you can find out when it comes to insurance, how they help you get it right. Now let's go ahead and hop back into it. A hundred percent. No, there's so much wisdom right there. Now, I know somebody says, okay, the, the creating of the content, I can do these videos, but when we start talking about publishing and scheduling, this is where it becomes like too much for me. I don't know how to schedule, when to schedule. Is there tools or anything that you recommend for your clients that they should be looking at and, and helping them develop what we call an omnipresence? Um, no, because it's actually not really. It's just, here's what you have to want to learn this stuff. This is the future, right? So like we see two different types of people, the people who don't are reluctant to change and the people who change, right? It's not just with video, the same thing's happening in the iBuyer space right now within the real estate industry. Like you have to modernize your listing plan too. It's not just iBuyers are coming after you, right? So you have to evolve. That's what entrepreneurs do. Fortunately in the real estate business, um, it's full of a lot of salespeople, not necessarily entrepreneurs. There's a reason why there's the 90-10 rule in our business and you always see the 10% that are killing 90% are running a business like a business, right? So, um, you know, that's, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought there, but I mean, that's the way you have to really approach this thing, um, as a business and just like in any business, um, another good example like using is, uh, you ever gone into like a shopping center and you come out and there's like a menu underneath your windshield. Yeah. Yeah. Like Chinese. Well, why are, menu. Yeah. Why are they doing that? You'll be gone for five minutes. You come back. You're like, damn, I got a menu under my window. Where the hell did they come from? Were they ghosts? They just showed up and dropped off menus. Well, it's because that still works. And a local business like a restaurant is always farming the local audience. They're not going to go put menus in windshields for someone that's 20 miles away. They're going to do it for right in the community because they know you already visit there. Mm -hmm. So that it's no differently with real estate. However, our audience are the people we already know um, or used in the past or personally met. That is where all of our business comes from. Yeah, no, I think that's super solid. Is there anywhere, I guess, any course, any... Um, book or, or something of where you would recommend that people obviously you you have your own methods of how you do it but for somebody who's just starting out that they say hey you know what I want to learn this thing at my own pace like where do you recommend that they go is it just as simple as just make that first video you know whatever even if you're in your closet put it up there how do they start to learn this game you got to get out there like um, you got to uh, find like one, go to our site and look at all of our site. There's a ton of content on there, but you have to find either people like me or someone else doing it, but get outside of the real estate industry too. Don't just stick within it. Um, the only way that any of us, and I'm sure you have the same experience, is that you have this show that's really successful because you had to originally learn how to go out and create this podcast before you ever started it. And you probably traveled around the country, went to a couple seminars and webinars and did all this crap to learn how to podcast. Is that accurate? No, not for me. I'd literally, I'm a ready, fire, aim guy. So you but just went for I it? Did, I did just go for it. I, I'd be truth be so told. That's so that's what I did with mine too. Yeah. <laughs> too. But we're probably a little bit different from the norm. Um, but you have to learn how to do it. Like this is a skill set, okay? My very first video I did was not that good. It was horrible. But you start somewhere and then you get better as you go. The problem everybody has is like, oh my God, I'm going to look so stupid. I don't like the way I look, feel, talk. Um, I'm way too fat. It's like, dude, you look like that every day. Do you say that when you walk up and see a new client? Like if I just met you and at a million dollar house, I'm going to be like, oh shit, I'm way too fat. Sorry, Casanova, I can't talk to you. I'll call you back when I get another 25 pounds underweight. No, no one does that. Right. But in our heads, 
people buckle at the knees because they have a cell phone in front of them that says record. And I'm always like, why are you buckling at the knees, dude? If you don't want anyone to see the video, don't post it. You're always in control. Therefore, the act of shooting it, what the hell are you worried about? Yeah. So it's such mindset and it's always mindset, but it's usually because it's not hard. It's new in anything that's new, whether you're like, if you taught me how to drive stick shift right now, I'd be freaking out. I don't want to drive stick shift. Will I tempt it? Probably not because I could, I have automatic. See, right. I have to, if I want to do it, I have to want to, I have to want to do it. I have no need to want to know how to drive stick. Therefore I'll never learn it. So you have to want to do this for your business. Um, Everyone should want to do it for their business, but people are shy on it. I yeah. still have yet, though, to see one person in any market. I don't know if you've seen it, but anyone who's doing video consistently, is there a reason why they're selling most houses in their market? Like, there's a direct correlation with that. You see yeah, a bunch absolutely. of people doing video, they're killing it. People who are not doing video, just, you know, they're, they're rolling by. So it's not a correlation. It's just, there's a reason for that. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you, you, you can't point out a broke, successful marketer, right? No. Like it's just, it's not possible. If you market, you know, there's a reason why Pepsi, Coca-Cola, State Farm, Allstate, doesn't matter what it is. There's a reason why they're still running ads at the Super Bowl. There's a reason why they're still in, in the commercial at your six o'clock morning news, right? It's because they understand that they still have to stay relevant and visible. Otherwise, right. somebody will go with somebody else and maybe it's they think that you've gone out of business or maybe it's that they think that uh, you're not the premier service, right? So either one, uh, I definitely agree that you definitely have to continue to market and specifically video because just like you said, people want to see your energy. We're in a world right now where I feel like a lot of people, they're seeing so much negativity that that's why TikTok has taken off the way that it has is because you're seeing True. so much positivity and, and, and it brings you at least some laughter, right? You can find yourself scrolling because everything else has become political. Right, yep. Facebook, the like you're not seeing that on TikTok. It's more about dances, it's more about inspiration and funny, and that's what people want to see. So if you can jump on that trend in that wave, people say because we all want to be associated with something that talks about positivity or something that brings us light at the end of the day, especially Correct. with this pandemic going on. So I would definitely agree with that, man. It's uh, there's so much value in what you just said, and it's crazy that a lot of agents. I think just that you said. You, I mean, you hit it on the head though when you said that you have to want to do it. And a lot of people, especially the average age, I know it's come down, but the last I still heard that the average real estate agent was like 51 years old. Usually right? 56 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's come down because a lot more kids straight out of college are getting into real estate. Real estate become even more glorified and sexy because of shows on Netflix and. HGTV and, and teams have become a new thing and people are hiring even more. It's like, hey, straight out of college, I'll hire you to my team. I'll teach right. you the ropes. We're doing this. But um, anyway, when you talk about that average age of 51 years old, all these people, they've built their business by not having to be on video. So that's a lot of the I don't want to do it anymore, which has opened the, the gates for a lot yes. of people 100%. you know, who will choose to do it. It is the absolute ultimate time to pull a robbery. 100%. Like you can, it, it, what I mean by that is like, and here, it, this is something I used to do in practice all the time. I knew, um, so like I'd have a listing, right? I'd sell the listing. I knew 100% that the buyer's agent wasn't going to keep in contact with their damn clients. So I would keep in contact with them, right? And um, 
it's just because one and two, two, three years later, they'll list a house or whatever. I used to live in Chicago, so they only hold on to their houses three to five years. Um, so I knew that was a turnover time. So we live in a concrete jungle. So it's never a matter of when they're going to move. It's if, but I knew once I stood in front of them because they liked me at the home inspection because they liked me when we did the closing, I told them a couple jokes. I made the wife laugh. I was setting up the whole time, but guess what? I was inheriting a relationship and I was staying in front of them. And guess who called me when they were ready to resell? Right. Build the audience, like focus on the audience that you're building, like build the biggest email list. Of, of friends and family. Build the biggest social reach of friends and family because last time I checked, everybody lives somewhere. And unfortunately, a lot of us are always trying to reach a bunch of strangers um, that we don't know and talk them into something that they may or may not be interested in versus just staying in front of the people we already know and just being like, hey, what's up? No, it's solid information. Is there any books or something like if people can, some people love to, to books when you were first getting started and understanding the marketing world, let's just leave video out, but understanding marketing, was there any books that you turned to or Gary any? Keller's million dollar agent. Okay. Um, because the 36 touch system is all we follow today. It's the same thing. Hmm. And all we do is now we're doing it with video. So it's really, what are the three channels? One channel is direct mail, which I still love. I think everybody should be direct mailing or farming their database, not a bunch of strangers, because it'll get a 100% receivership rate. And even if somebody throws your direct mail piece in the trash, they still acknowledge that you exist, which is why Bed Bath & Beyond sends us 20% off coupons every single fucking day. Yeah. Right? But then you, it, direct mail is just one list. you got to stay in front of them for, with email. If your email strategy is, hey, market update, sorry, I'm deleting, then I'm unsubscribing because you're clogging my stuff up. But when you're talking about, hey, did you see this new restaurant that just opened up? Like, I'm like, sweet, I'm bored. Let's go check this place out. So direct right. mail, email list, what's the third channel? Social. Social. Yep. If you do, it's, it's just exactly what Bed Bath & Beyond is. Let's take their example. They hit us up, up, up with these 20% off coupons. And we don't throw those things away. They're in your, my drawer. They're probably in your kitchen drawer too. And when we get to the store, we never bring the coupon. We look for it like, damn, I forgot in my kitchen drawer again. That's why we have a pile of like 10 of them in there. Right. But then we scan our email for the same damn coupon because they're also farming us with that. We use that coupon at the check. And then the, the register and she goes, hey, would you like me to email your receipt? Well, the second you do that, you go into a custom audience and you get towels start following you around the Internet. See, they're everywhere all the time because they realize you drive more sales, marketing, past customers versus acquiring new ones because new customer acquisition is very expensive, especially in real estate. That's why Zillow charges people $5,000 a month, $20,000 a month, $40,000 a month. If you're relying on your business from something you don't control or own yourself, your heart's of cards just waiting to fail. When you build your own brand, the market's going to change and housing will always transact. How it transacts is different. And that's what will change. Yeah. So, so much fire there. You talked about iBuyers and, and how you have to uh, basically change up your strategy now. Why, why do you think that that is? Like, where's the, the struggle where people are dealing with iBuyers? So the iBuyers are going to be in like 21, 25 major metros, but they're going to be everywhere. And they've proven that we have, um, they've proven there's an appetite for other alternatives to selling the house other than real estate agents. And that's why... And Redfin, Zillow now can go into a market with zero presence and start transacting immediately. It's because they have a unique selling proposition that nobody else is offering. And what we as real estate agents, I believe, need to do is stop pretending like highest and best price is what everybody freaking wants. They don't. We're trained to be like, highest and best price, highest and best price. No. 
Zillow's buying a ton of properties right now. Trust me, it's not highest and best price in not all cases. I know sometimes they're overpaying, but these open doors not paying highest and best price every single time. So, and they have service fees and all these other junk fees in there. So when you look at it, um, the way I like to say it is that 100% of people uh, want to see all of their options, but 95% of them will still hire you for a listing. So with iBuyers right now, um, we build a whole program around this. And it's, it's, and for it's, those it's, who it's, don't know, explain what an iBuyer is if somebody's never heard of this. There's all kinds of iBuyers. iBuyers is a big tech, institutional tech that is coming into virtually every marketplace. If you're in Phoenix, you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> Vegas. Um, and they're taking listings away from us, let's be honest. They're transacting. They don't need it. They have so much money and so much capital behind them. My fear is what they're doing is they're drowning the airwaves in their markets about how real estate agents are a big waste of money. And what they're selling is instant cash offer, no showings, you close on your timeline, and you don't have to deal with the agent, plus you'll save thousands on commissions. Remember, it's who gets there first wins. Hmm. That's why they're swimming so upstream. Now, what I'm saying is like, work with them. These iBuyers will pay you. You just need to bring them into your, into your pocket. Um, here in San Diego, I started a new team here, and what we're doing is we built out six solutions to sell your house. I have a sell and stay program, I have a fix and list program, I have a listing program with three different options, cash offer, reverse mortgage, and a trade-in option, six. Hmm. I could care less what option you have, but you know what? I know there's not one other agent in San Diego that has six different ways to sell your house. Now I have a unique selling proposition. Right. And they're gonna all list anyways, 95% of them. But everybody wants to see all their options, and that's how we're going to transact. Because of a unique selling proposition, I'll end up, I'll crush it here. And I don't know anybody. I'm coming in as a transplant. I'm from Chicago. Right. How long have you lived in San Diego? Three years. Wow. No, definitely. And how long have you had your team now? Two days. Two days. Wow. I'm and building you, and my website. What'd you say? I'll be transacting by the end of the year. I'm building the website. We launched a team on October 1st. Got it. And your goal is to do how many um, deals in 2022? I don't know. That's a good question. I haven't thought that far yet. But yeah. I'd be happy because San Diego market's great, but the sale prices here are high. Yeah. So I'm going after seller um, lead generation, which means we're targeting distressed. But if I could do two to four, I'm thrilled. Got it. No, I, I respect that 100%. So yeah, man, this has been a phenomenal um conversation last question one of the last questions that i have for you is um you you've had a lot of success with understanding video and marketing um but if there was one thing that you wish that you would have implemented sooner to accelerate your path on your dream and your journey to where you are today what would that one thing be good question um honestly the one thing would have been removing my ego when i had one hmm. um I think that in this business, and I've seen it because I've had brokerages, I've had five brokerages, I've had three teams, like I've sort of been around the block and I can tell you that I'm really good at like publishing people and getting them success, especially new agents and taking them here. And every single time, after two years in the business, once the agent first starts making money, their head gets so big that they miss so many opportunities. I've never seen it in any other business um, and you're, you probably seen this too. And that ego and that bigness of head, I had it too. I missed a boatload of opportunities because I thought I knew everything only because I was making a lot of money. Hmm. So my advice is no matter, you can make a lot of money in this business, but the second you don't think you have something to learn is the second you start going down. Yeah. So much wisdom in that. Yeah. Uh, a, a thousand percent. 
This has, again, been phenomenal. And I want to be the first one, if no one else has told you, my man, to say thank you. And I appreciate you for coming on and sharing your wisdom. We'll make sure that we put all of the links in the show notes. But for anybody who wants to stay directly connected with you, tell us, where can they find you at? Sure. Uh, you could visit my website. It's pretty easy to find, realestatemarketingdude.com. Um, and you could also research that on any of the social profiles. We're on IG, um, Facebook. YouTube, if you want to see a lot of our content we're creating, there's a bunch of funny videos up on there. But yeah, you could check us out and um, visit the site and you'll um, all kinds of good content, a lot of blog, a lot of podcast stuff. So check it out if you need more information. Definitely. And we'll put those links in the show notes. And just as he said, Dream Builder, we know that you have a dream because we all have a dream. But we know that without any action, if you don't get on video, if you don't start to create, 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 just like Mike said, then that dream that you have will only merely be a fantasy. That's all for this one. We'll catch you on the next one. That's all we got for this episode. Thank you for sticking around. That truly means a lot to me. And hopefully that means that we delivered massive value on this one. If you haven't already, the way that you could say thank you to myself and the team is just by heading over to iTunes and leaving a review and a rating. That's what iTunes loves to see. That's how we get out there even more. And I would definitely, definitely be grateful for it. I know the team would as well. Do me a favor and head on over to dreamnationpodcast.com. That's where you're going to be able to find all of the resources that we talked about in today's episode, as well as more exclusive content. And you'll also be able to sign up to our email list where we have more exclusive content. And we always love to hear the feedback from you all because you're our tribe. So remember, in the dream we trust, we'll see you on the flip side. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.